While Fuller House may be a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Fullest House podcast. We're at our house. We have root beer. I'm Zach Horowitz. I'm Mark Green. And I'm Harrison Bloom. And boy, do we have it. No, guys, I, like guys single time, but. I think I liked this episode. I liked it too. I think I liked this yeah, episode I mean, a lot. There were, yeah. there were a lot of bits in this episode that we all legitimately yeah. enjoyed. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't know if this is just like from us watching Fuller House all the time and we've just become desensitized to the madness. I, I kind of remember liking this episode when we watched it. For the yeah, first like, I wouldn't say it's, like, one of the best sitcom episodes I've ever seen or anything, but here's the thing, like, you, Zach, sighed and was like, and we're going like, ah, oh, this episode, which we usually do when an episode's particularly bad or confusing or something, and I was just like, there were a lot of things where, oftentimes when we like things, it's a line here or there, and it's stuff that we have affection for. There were a lot of things here where I'm like, that was legitimately well done, legitimately funny, legitimately well set up. Yeah. Like they, they did a good episode. I think I'm. I'm yeah, happy no, I think when I said week. it, it was more so like I remembered little bits of this episode, as in this is the one where DJ Kimmy and Steph dress up like fairy godmothers. <laughs> that's true. That is true. That happens. That does happen. Which yeah. is, you know, that's kind of the main a plot of this episode and that's you know a little wild but not super wild for this show just a normal just a, a normal regular day in fuller house just a normal day in fuller house and there are some good bits with it there's one confusing thing about all that that i'll that we'll get to but maybe we should start at where most things start at the beginning it's a very good place to start i'm gonna i'm gonna theme some of the recap this time and it will make sense as we go along so once upon a time, <laughs> Kimmy was peeling right carrots while lying on the floor because, guys, she had the embryos implanted. Yes. Um, but per perhaps more importantly, uh, they have a big fucking poster of Steve on their fridge. <laughs> yes. I, I, I think I pointed this out to you guys at the beginning and then eventually they reference it. Steve got DJ a calendar to track how many days are left until they start dating. And every day it's just Steve, a picture of Steve holding a number of food that is corresponding to how many days are left. Yeah. So like at the beginning, there's three days left he and Steve holding three bananas three with bananas. a big smile on his face. Yeah. Three, three whole, Three whole nanners. Oh boy. Does does Fuller House have merch? Because I would buy posters of Steve just to put up. <laughs> just a T-shirt that's a picture of Steve if holding a banana. They don't have yeah. that. Uh, they've missed out. Yeah. <laughs> Can we make people. merch? Can we make unofficial Fuller House merch? Yeah, but it's it's gotta it's gotta it's gotta be us holding fruit instead of Steve. Right. That's true. <laughs> it's we just do a calendar where it's like three days left, and it's just all three of us there, and then it's two, and then one of us is just mysteriously gone. It's just the same picture, but they just keep photoshopping us out one by one <laughs> for a three-day yes, calendar. <laughs> for a three-day calendar. Hey, if you ever needed to keep track of three days, no, 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 no. We can we can go more if we're gonna keep the Photoshop theme. Mm -hmm. Keep it going as long as you want. Just Photoshop more of us. <laughs> It's like oh a 30-day calendar, and you have, like, 10 Zacks, 10 Marks, and 10 Arisons. Oh and then one by one, they're just photoshopped out. Okay. That's, that's terrifying. Though, follow-up question. <laughs> are we still holding fruit? Well, yes. We have to We can be, be doing whatever you want. I Mark. want fruit. That's a big part of it for me. Yes. Okay. We can hold fruit. That, of all ways to track the days... Steve was like, maybe he was looking around his house and he's like, I don't know. I've got a bunch of fucking bananas. Like, or what, do you, what do you think he did when there were 12 days? Do you have like a thing of grapes? Was he holding a big or was he trying to hold like 12 coconuts? Because the next day there are two and he's holding two coconuts. I saw the idea that it was like, how I forget. How long was the original period? The original time period? It was like. It was like 90 days? It was like a 12 day calendar. Well, well oh, wait, oh, no, I think no, last like, episode like he said months. there were 12 days left. I think yeah. maybe it was like a month or so. Yeah, it was like, it was like I think it was like a Seven couple weeks. Months. A couple months, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. going to say, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say like, we'll say like two months. It's about 60 days, yeah. give or take. Yeah, yeah. Imagine the first day. <laughs> I know. 
It's just Steve. Oh it's just a pile of coconuts with Steve's hand like sticking out yeah. the top. <laughs> like he could have had like a package or two or so of um, like strawberries or something. But knowing Steve, I think he would have like a full 60 coconuts just on the <laughs> ground and his face is poking out of them. And that's how Steve keeps track of the days. Yes. Because every day he eats a coconut. Every day every he eats day. a coconut. And a by now he's coconut. fucking sick of coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> a coconut and a banana. We only saw yeah. coconuts and bananas. <laughs> Which for a three-day calendar, it's a, a good amount of variety, but you could have gone better. <laughs> it's true. Um, anyway, there's more to this episode than just calendars. Uh, yes. Because Ramona walks in. Uh, she sees Kimmy on the floor and Kimmy says, don't you want to ask why I'm peeling carrots on the floor? And Ramona says, and this is the first time where I, where we went, oh, this is very good. Ramona goes, I've learned to stop asking questions. <laughs> a valid concern. Yes. A very uh, valid point. This, from Ramona here. Ramona's the best. Ramona's just so the best good. Oh, yeah, character. we love Ramona. She's so good. Yeah. I know we say that about a number of characters. Ramona's the best character. Jay Money's the best character. Fernando's the best character. Those are all true. They are all oh. the best character <laughs> yes. in their own ways. Yeah, Ramona is the best Ramona in yep. this show. Similar to how Fernando <laughs> is the best Fernando. Well, Fernando is the best Fernando in any show. Yes. Um, I can't account for if I haven't seen all the shows, so I don't know if there's a better Ramona out there. I am certain that no one can top Fernando. Can we count? I don't know why this popped into my. Can we count Ferdinand the Bull, played by John Cena, as like kind of Fernando? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I don't know why that just randomly popped in my head, but it did. Um, feel free to correct me. I thought I said TV shows. <laughs> oh well, okay. yeah, there could be. They could make a TV show. They, they could, could get John actually, Cena. I think maybe they did like a Netflix show. Oh, okay. Um, because a lot of those DreamWorks movies get like Netflix sequels. Oh, yeah. He's not doing much right now. Get John Cena. <laughs> I thought you were saying Ferdinand the Bull is not doing much right now. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's true. He's got... He's also got, true. He was also super, true. He was super hot for like that one movie. And then like yeah. Hollywood won't touch him. I know, right? Oh, it's yeah. Weird. It's like get, get Ferdinand the Bull in the next Fast and Furious movie. Jesus Christ. He can what be have I done? he can every every character's like <laughs> Vin Diesel's long lost whatever. He can be D Vin Diesel's long lost bull friend. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. He plays a dog. He is a bull, but he plays a dog. And that's it's his range. That's his range. <laughs> anyway, uh Kimmy's like, Ramona, do you need help planning your homecoming? Because you're planning homecoming, Ramona. And Ramona's like, no, I'm top, I'm on top of everything. And that's how we establish one of the plots for this episode. Ramona is planning homecoming. Which, yeah. by the way, kind of weird to me. I mean, we all went to high school together. Yep. We didn't have like a homecoming dance or a homecoming anything. And like, I'd imagine if they did, it wouldn't be planned by a freshman. Yeah, we uh, had, no. there was junior prom and there was senior prom. Yes. Um, but no no freshman homecoming. Feel free to tell us, eh, that's that's totally a thing. Ramona would be planning homecoming, but it does seem weird. But they don't explicitly say freshman homecoming. They say homecoming. It's that nebulous time thing in this show where you never know quite how long we've been in any time or anything. Like, Let us know in the comments. Do homecoming dances exist outside of TV shows? Because I would like to know. <laughs> My my friends from the Midwest and my girlfriend, yeah, they all had homecoming stuff. It's like very big. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. didn't I, I didn't assume there weren't homecoming, Zach. I assumed it wouldn't be planned <laughs> by a freshman. Listen, the entire world revolves around just the one town that we all grew up in in that one high school. Zach, I not for I think you have a fixation, Zach. I'm just going to say it. I, On homecoming. Maybe. Maybe I should just stay quiet for once because I'm just bringing up really weird side conversations today. I, my, my point here is also like there's a very nebulous time thing. Like I think once we were watching and we were like, wait, it's summer. Has it been like one year for the last two seasons and now all of summer is taking place in season three. And then we're starting high school in season three. Uh. And I, it's this sort of thing of like, now that they're in high school, it's like they've been in high school forever. So they're like, yeah, it's homecoming. That's, 
how high school works. I mean, does it does it homecoming is usually in the fall, right? Yeah, it's oh, okay. it's it's yeah. Like they have like a homecoming football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like a fall sport. Yeah, right. I meant more in a way that there's no distinction whether they're like freshmen or anything. That's not a, right. a part of it. Um, but uh, we should say Kimmy gets up from the floor. She's wobbling. Jay Money and Mankowski walk in and Kimmy says to Jay Money, don't you want to know why I why I'm wobbling all over the place and I can't walk? And Jay Money says, I've learned to stop asking questions. Which is good. It's really yes. good. They're bringing it back. Like it's that's the sort of thing I mean. I mean, like one, that's a funny joke. Two, it's like a funny joke in a, a sort of a different voice than Fuller House usually uses. Yeah. And yeah. three, like they're doing the very smart thing of making of running with it. Mm-hmm. I like it's it's well put together. I like it. Uh, and maybe we should talk about Mankowski because he asks DJ to homecoming because of course. Of fucking course he does. Yes. Yeah, and that, but uh, but guys, he re- he redeems himself in just one line. He redeems himself in one line. <laughs> it's so good because they're talking about like, is is Jay Money gonna ask Rocky to the dance? Is he too scared? Then Rocky shows up and she says like, I'm not going to that thing. That's stupid. Or what are you guys going? And Jay Money's like. Oh, well, I have to go because Ramona's planning it. And Mankowski says, maybe the line of the episode, not in that it's like my favorite <laughs> moment of the episode, but in that it completely redeemed Mankowski's character. He says, and I'm obligated because Jackson's mom really wants to go. <laughs> Which like is really weird. I don't know it's who so Jackson good. is. Um, but Jay, but Jay Money. Yeah, can I paraphrase? Also- can I paraphrase for a second? I'm obligated because Jay Money's mom really wants to go. Exactly. Uh, I don't know why they keep referring to him as Jackson in the show. It's a bit weird. We all know his name is Jay Money. It's a huge continuity error, but, yeah. you know, that's what you kind of deal with with TV shows. I don't know. But it's just like that line. It's nothing is different about him. He is still this creepy kid lusting after DJ. But that line, they're starting to play with it. It's not just, hey, it's in a fun hey way. Mrs. Now Fuller, you're, in a fun you're hot. Way. It's just, they did a really good joke with it. And I'm like, I'm sold. It's good now. I don't it's care. Good. It's good now. There we go. <laughs> the fact, I, it's just, it's just funny and good. And I think rather than a creepiness, it plays into a real stupidity. Mankowski, he kind of kills it yeah. this episode. He kind of kills it this episode. Mankowski is really good in this episode. Which is, a, which is something I never thought that we'd say. Because I think our collective view on Mankowski, even like before we started yeah. the podcast, was he's just like the little shit who wants to hook up with DJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, because before it's all, it's just like, hey, Mrs. Fuller, you're really hot. Hey, Mrs. Fuller, go out with me. And now we've shifted from that really creepy thing to something that he's still kind of creepy, but it's more the stupidity where he's gone from, hey, Mrs. Fuller, you're really hot to Jackson, I am fully dating your mother in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's gone to straight up delusion. And, and it, I don't and or you know what it really is? It's he's not talking to DJ about it. He's talking to other characters about it. Yes. When he's coming right. on directly yeah, to DJ, yeah. it's really creepy. But if he's just saying to J Money, like, you know, it's like I have to go to prom because your mom really wants to go or like, you know, it's or I think or just, you know, things are getting really serious between me. I think it's that joke that people make all the time, but he has like such a seriousness about it. He's like. Yeah, I'm going to the prom with your mom, but like he's actually serious about it. You're right. That's exactly what it is. It's it's nothing about optics or this fine line. It's very much it's that he's going your mom, but he's very <laughs> serious. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's another like wonderful scene where like DJ comes up to him and he's like, Mankowski, you do know that this is never going to happen, right? And then he responds with, I do. To which I made the joke of just like having him be like, all right, I said it. Now say it back. We're married. Now. <laughs> say I do, DJ. But we then we we actually we transition into the next scene because Steph and Kimmy have a last minute meeting with a client for whom they are planning a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, it is ten uh, year old debutante Dakota Buchanan's birthday coming up. <laughs> Dakota Buchanan. What an introduction. What a name. <laughs> what an introduction, Mark. Yeah, I, what well, it was, a, 
I, it's something, it's like, it's the fine details of this episode where like this episode is just like, everything's I think just like a notch better than usual, where if they were just like, we're planning this party for this 10 year old and she's very fussy in particular, I'd be like, oh, that sucks. But then they're like, her name is Dakota Buchanan. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm sold. That's the perfect name. Yes. Go. And it was great. Because she she is enslaving her mother. Her mother <laughs> exactly, is yes. She's silent. enslaving her mother. Uh, one Susan Buchanan. Susan Buchanan. Yes. Who does not speak for the entirety of the episode. No. Instead, giving not so subtle visual cues. Uh, while her eyes scream, "Help me!" It is yeah. very disconcerting. <laughs> yes. She's undergone the same brainwashing experiment that they do in Get Out. She's just in the back of her mind going, oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. Yep. <laughs> this is fully a horror movie. Yes. <laughs> D- Dakota Buchanan, 10-year-old socialite, 100% would become Murders one of the people? villains in Get Out. <laughs> yes. I can see Dakota Buchanan murdering people. And... In addition to these things where I'm like, this episode is just killing it, and it introduces this thing that I think is really great and funny and smart of it, where Max walks in, and Dakota has a huge crush on Max. Because everyone in the Fuller family is so attractive. I was going to say, everyone is so desirable in this family, except for J-Money, and we wouldn't have it any other way. Look, look, Rocky kisses J-Money fully voluntarily, and Rocky's really cool. Everybody in the Fuller family is, like, super hot. Yeah. They're just really, really hot. With all varying levels of intelligence. Yes. <laughs> how, would you, how would you rank the intelligence? Is it, like, Max, DJ, J- Tommy, J-Money? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I was going to go for, like, everybody, but no, if you want to go... Actually, wait. Oh, hold on. I just, yeah, I just mean the Fullers. I mean the Fullers. Max, DJ. I'm debating whether to put Tommy or Steph on top. Steph is Stephanie Tanner. Oh, you, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I wasn't I'm including sorry. Steph. And I, I felt like J Money, even if, no, J Money's smarter than a baby. I was like, <laughs> no, no, he's no not. he has to go on the bottom. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It it wouldn't feel right if J Money was not on the bottom. And we mean that in a loving way. Right. Dakota having a huge crush on Max is really great because one, it's really funny because we just get her like fawning over Max. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two, it's this great thing where she enters with a lot of power and she still has a lot of power over the adults throughout the episode. But then Max yeah. comes in and she's suddenly um, suddenly does not have the power in the scene. And also it's like it's a good setup for things because, you know, oh, they're going to use Max at some point to, like, get what they want. This is a good episode. I, I'm just I'm marveling. There are episodes I've liked before, but this is maybe the first one where I'm like, this is maybe a well put together episode of TV. Yeah, <laughs> not the best, but a, a I, good episode. I love how we've reached the point where, like, all we're asking for is a well. It's like a, an episode with structure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Structure the episode. Give it like emotional stakes. Yeah, we the bar is on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> But we should say her birthday party is fairy tale themed. Yeah. And she wants to see the costumes the fairy godmothers will wear. Mm-hmm. And so they show them to her and she says, no, I do not want to see them on hangers. You, you curs, you heathens. <laughs> you curs. I was trying to think of a funny insult. I was, I was trying to think of something yeah. that wouldn't make sense. You knaves. So they recruit, they go and they recruit DJ to put on fairy tale gowns. There's another really good line where Kimmy and Stephanie enter in their gowns, and Steph says, What grown woman would want to wear a dress like this? And out comes DJ, fucking pumped to be wearing this dress. Yes. Just going, Look at me, I'm a fairy godmother. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's a good bit. They do an improvised song. They do an improvised good. song. Um, the audience applauds and that's maybe the one time where I'm like, the song wasn't like one great or two hilarious. Yeah. 
And I guess it wasn't really improvised either. I was going to say, if it was really improvised, I get the audience being impressed. The audience is, we don't mention it all the time. The audience is very impressed with just about everything in this show. Like, yeah. yeah. Anytime a character does a thing, the audience Anytime applauds. a character talks, you can't hear yep. any dialogue in the show. It's just a constant laugh track. Yeah. <laughs> I also just mean like a character will stand up and give like a little speech not a long intense monologue but just like maybe a little speech and the audience will go yeah fucking nailed it <laughs> i'm cursing a lot this episode that is just how excited i am well you know while fuller house may be a family show the fullest house podcast is not viewer discretion is advised very good. Mark and I did like a little finger guns thing at each other. You can't see it because yeah. it's an audio format. I, but. I snapped as well. I hope that didn't ruin my audio. Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> but they improvise a song. And then here's here's the part that kind of confuses me. Because they say they say something about like, uh, you know, Dakota says something about like, so when you're at my party and Kimmy's like, oh, no, there will be actresses playing the godmothers at your party, not us. And Dakota says, I want you or I'll scream for like a solid five minutes. Yeah. And then the mom just like nods yeah. violently. Oh, God. Yep. All of her expressions are just like a violent like head nod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, really putting in some physical work there, that actress. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know well you got to get the emotion across somehow without words i just it's very weird to me that she's like no i liked you three random ladies i don't want professionals yeah that is very yeah, weird that they like literally improv a song and it wasn't even like it wasn't written necessarily like a great song no, it was just no, they no. made it up it was, on the spot it was, and it was a song wait what are you talking about guys it's very very good <laughs> Uh, it's very good because it's very good because our main characters did it and they're very good yeah. at everything. Actually, you know what? Now that you say so, Harrison, like, yeah, it was actually a really good song, like a really good song. There's like Beethoven and then there's this. Yeah. I mean, it better be at the Grammys. I, I mean, yeah. I guess it was several years ago, but I mean, they should they should nominate it now just because they, it is. You know. <laughs> it is. It, it could. It might be the best song they sing in this episode. Uh, uh, yeah. We'll get there uh, when we get there. there. We'll get there. Yeah. We will get there. Yeah. I might be being a little mean, but I thought that would be funny. Um, yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, she wants them instead of professional actresses. And they're just like, sure. I guess Kimmy is like, I guess I don't have to pay these actresses. <laughs> um, but we cut to the next scene. They're, they're in their costumes, but full costume this time, including... Really, really big wigs. Yeah. They uh they say they they look like that drag show. RuPaul's uh, Drag Race. Yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race. Don't pretend you don't know the title, Harris. I, <laughs> I feel like that's one of those I feel like that's one of the shows that everyone's always heard of. I mean I've never seen it, but I've, I've heard never, of it. I've never seen it. I have heard of it. But uh <laughs> and then Baxter's out dressed as the prince. He is, he is the prince. It's also said that Max has just had this prince costume in his closet this entire time. That's another and thing. And I just want to know why. Yeah, yeah, Max says, oh, I've had this for ages. I'm just glad I finally have an excuse to wear it. It's like, yeah, Max, why did you just have this lying around? Because my first thought was, oh, they got a full prince costume for Max. Um, and I guess they did, but years ago? Wait, also, like... He says ages and ages. Yeah. How how long ago was ages and ages when you are 10 years old? And also a growing boy. He's going to grow out of it. We yeah. have established that Max is a 50-year-old wine mom in the body of a 10-year-old. Well, that's true. Mm. Oh, Also, yeah, we finally confirmed yes. he's not eight years old. Yes. I, it's, yes. it's very funny he's because 10. given that we always say Max is eight years old without ever checking, I wrote down... Uh, Dakota Buchanan, eight-year-old debutante. And then in the show, someone says something about her being eight. And she says, I'm not eight, I'm 10. And so I went, okay, I guess she's 10. I guess Max is 10 too. cross out the eight and write 10 above it. I 100% did that. Oh, that's oh wonderful. We, you can't see it, but Mark is showing us his notes. I, sh I, sh I was showing them <laughs> my notes. Zach makes a joke. I 100% crossed out eight and wrote down 10. <laughs> I mean, that's really the best way to yep. go about it, just for note-taking purposes. <laughs> yep. Uh, we get an update 
on the poster, Steve is very, very happily holding a single banana. Yes. <laughs> An opened single banana. Yeah, he's like, I think... I'm trying to remember what it looked like. I think he had taken a bite out of the banana. Mm. No. I could oh, be but wrong. I do just want to say Tyler points out DJ and Stephanie, Shantae Yusei, Kimmy, Sashay away. <laughs> but very happily holding a banana. Um, you know, I in my I'm just going, how to innuendo this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, men are often very happy to hold their bananas. I I was gonna say, Mark, it shouldn't. It, I feel like it shouldn't be that hard. He's well, he that's, has a banana. That's the thing. It's too easy. He's very is happy the thing. to show his banana to DJ. There we go. Very happy to show his banana to DJ. You didn't want to go for the low hanging fruit. No, no. I want. There we go. Oh, you're uh, see, you're doing better than me. That's what I was. There we go. <laughs> Both of you Give him a nice did little wink much at the better than as well. I was trying to think of something. You're very I, good. I thought I, of that and I was like, oh, this is perfect. I, I gotta go. So for much fun. respect for you too. Thank you, thank you. Your respect means the world to us. Ramona comes down the stairs. She's dressed for homecoming. The theme is best homecoming ever, which Yay. doesn't, to me, doesn't feel like much of a theme. No, that's her first yeah, mistake. Yeah, that's just like, yeah. <laughs> the theme of the awareness fair is awareness. awareness. <laughs> Do we just take whatever opportunity we can during this podcast to reference other shows? Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, the the theme of homecoming is homecoming. Yes. We're not even going to have an enchantment under the sea dance. Not even homecoming. It's very good homecoming. Yes. What would your ideal homecoming theme be? Very bad homecoming. Mm. Just because, again, I, I think uh, viewers of this podcast mm. will know my uh, reputation for wanting as much chaos as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to know what the chaos would be of, like, a bachelor party. Not a bachelor party. What? Homecoming. A homecoming. What? Why did I think of Zach, fucking- you idiot. You stupid <laughs> idiot. <laughs> you asshole. You idiot. You messed up. Look at you. You messed up. Love you, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm sad. Now I don't want to go on. <laughs> uh, just a very bad homecoming where everything is supposed to go wrong. Just watch the chaos ensue, yeah, where it's just yeah. like, there's like a DJ who shows up and he's clearly drunk. Uh, it's just like very half-assed decorations. I think it would just be funny. Harrison, what would your ideal homecoming theme be? Ooh. Hmm. Okay, I, I have two in mind, and you could choose one of mine if you want. Sure, go ahead. Okay, either 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 semi-aquatic animals. Semi-aquatic. Or, or, or women's history. <laughs> women's history. Feminism. I feel like women's history could be an actual, fe- an <laughs> actual feminism. Hashtag, hashtag feminism. Yeah. Just get people to like impersonate famous women. Just have yeah. like Ruth. Just have like a a person dressed up as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There's at your just homecoming. a very a silent, very stoic Ruth Bader Ginsburg by the punch bowl at all times. Yes. <laughs> And the careful to give an equal amount of punch to both genders. <laughs> of course, of course. You got you got Gloria Steinem by the front door. It's it's all there. It, it plans itself, honestly. They they there's a glass ceiling and it's broken. <laughs> oh my god! But um oh, but semi-aquatic animals. I mean, I I would love to go to a homecoming dance like dressed as a frog. Like right? let's be real here. Right? Yeah. And and I do want to say it's like amphibians are included, but it is semi-aquatic. That's the semantics we're going to be using. Yes. Okay. Can we get D. Bradley Baker to show up and just do the Harry the Platypus noise? <laughs> we, we we contact him yes. on Cameo and get him to record. <laughs> we just have him do the Perry the Platypus noise one time and it just plays throughout the night. It's just on repeat for several hours. But now that we've planned the world's greatest homecoming, we should move yes. on to the next scene, which is, guys, Fernando's playing with Tommy. Yay! Yes, Fernando has a little scene with Tommy. Where he's dressed Tommy up like a race car driver. He goes around the room with Tommy in this little car thing. It's very, very cute. It's like a little race between Tommy and Cosmo. Yep. Which Tommy wins due to a lot of assistance from Fernando, might I add? That's His true. car is a stroller. So, so what we're saying is Tommy is cheating. Yes. 
He's cheating. He's a bad baby. I didn't I didn't say it. Zach said it. I put it in words, but Zach said it. Okay, well, I feel like you're just putting words in my mouth right now. I'm not saying that he's a bad baby. I'm just saying that there should be an asterisk next to the title and he should be stripped of any and all awards for this race. This is true, but it is very cute. It's it's very classic Full House in a way. Original Full House had a lot of scenes of just cute things happening that didn't really have anything to do with the rest of the episode. Yeah, this is just like a random one-off scene. I also appreciate that we're carrying the Fernando and Tommy bonding over from the last episode. Yes. And also that it's still race car themed. That still feels very sweet to me. Though I do want to say we theorized that maybe Fernando was pushing him into his profession, but we hardly see Fernando being a race car driver. Maybe Fernando like lost his job and this is how he's coping with the stress. Oh, no. By just filling, filling Tommy's life with race car things. Oh, no. That's <laughs> he so can just sad. He can never let go. Yeah. You turned this cute scene very, very sad. Thanks, Mark. But do you, do you know what's really happy, though? What? The, the best, best homecoming, homecoming ever. ever. Yay! Guys, they're in the school set. The one room in the school. They only have one set. It's so funny. It's so... One room. They couldn't even build a room and a hallway. They couldn't even reuse the hallway that they used for summer school. Right? Yeah. Uh, Okay, hold on. I may be getting ahead of myself here, but, you know, we have one school location. And this is also the stage for the dramatic return of a character that we have only seen in this one location who we thought was never going to show up again. Of course, we are talking about the one, the only, CBB himself, Chad, <laughs> Chad Brad Bradley. Bradley. Oh, the so The man good. himself, he's back. he's back. We all clapped when we saw he's him. He's so was a cool. standing ovation. He's the coolest kid in school. He's so cool. Exactly. There was a standing he's ovation captain of the dance team. the Good Time Boy Studios. He's a real shit. <laughs> He's a real, he's a real fucking Chad. But they still only have one set. Uh, Chad Brad Bradley's there. Rocky showed up and Jackson's all excited. And she's like, yeah, I showed up to make fun of everybody who came here. Duh. Ugh, this is so lame. I feel like somebody's going to come up here and start telling me to have fun. And then Ramona goes to the microphone and says, time to have fun, everybody. Woo. <laughs> and, uh, n- and everyone proceeds to not have fun. She gives this intro speech that is very um, camp counselor, I must say. Yes. Yeah, very yeah it's very camp counselor. Ramona is serving strong camp counselor energy. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, I didn't even think about that until you said it, but it makes so much sense. Right. Imagine doing anything with the enthusiasm that a camp counselor or a college RA gives a yeah. speech. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. RA was the other thing that popped into my head, but I'm like, it's definitely camp counselor right now. Yeah. <laughs> also, we should point out Mankowski is wearing one of those Tux t-shirts. Yes. He's also very upset because DJ stood him up. <laughs> yes. He like he goes up to J Money. He's like J Money, your mom stood me up. That bitch. He doesn't. He actually says that. He actually calls DJ a bitch, which is really weird for this family show. It's, it's more. It's more of that thing where his his weird crush on DJ is actually kind of funny when he's talking about it to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Because he says like she stood me up and she didn't even call me. It's like it's really funny when he has a crush on DJ. It's not funny when he acts upon it. Yes. Yeah. I think we've discovered the, how Mankowski works. Yeah, he's saying character. to J Money, she she stood me up and she doesn't e- and she didn't even call me. And J Money says she doesn't have your phone number. And he says, oh, so there's still a chance. <laughs> it's great. She didn't have a way to contact him. I also want to say I think he also tells J Money that he's like breaking up with DJ because she stood him up. Yeah. And then J Money's like, she doesn't have your phone number. And he's like, oh, she couldn't contact me. Oh, okay. We're still on. We're still dating. We're still dating. I'm still gonna be your dad. That's that's a that's an actual joke that he makes earlier in the episode that we didn't mention. I could be is that your he dad. turns to Jamie and he's like, you know, if this thing between me and your mom works out, I'm gonna be your dad. I'm gonna be your new dad. And I just want to have like a nice little bonding moment where Jay Money and Mankowski play catch. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Of course. Oh god. I Mankowski will be the only dad Tommy ever remembers. 
Oh, oh, oh. oh no! And being a father. Oh no! Anyway, but, yeah. Chad Chad Brad Bradley, the coolest kid in school, <laughs> takes yes. the stage, and he invites everybody to his house for a party. His parents are gone. He's got a jacuzzi. He has plenty of, and he puts it in quotes, root beer. Ooh. Um, and to cap it all off, he he calls himself CBB. Yes, uh, which I was I was calling him CBB in my notes. And yes. now. It's time for everybody's favorite IMDb trivia. This might be the stupidest thing I've ever seen on IMDb trivia ever. It's about Chad Brad Bradley's monologue. Okay. I want to ask you guys if you can guess what I'm about to say. Is it that the root beer was an innuendo for beer? That is exactly what it is. <laughs> it's the most obvious uh, thing. It says, it says, and I quote, when Chad Brad Bradley, it doesn't even say Chad Brad Bradley. It just says Chad Bradley. And I quote, <gasps> When oh. Chad Bradley mentions that his parents are out of town and his house is stocked with root beer, he puts air quotes over the word root, implying that it is not root beer, but alcohol. Whoa. Two out of four people found that interesting, by the way. <laughs> well, to be fair, it is exactly half interesting. <laughs> the most interesting thing being, why didn't they call him Chad Brad Bradley? I, yeah, I'm weird. sorry. I, I found an, I found another really good one, but it's later. I got to say it's it's yeah. first scene that we haven't discussed Great. yet. I because my, my other guess was going to be, could it be the most stupid thing of all? And somebody saying when he calls himself CBB, that's an abbreviation for <laughs> Chad Brad Bradley. <laughs> CBB. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone would write that. Someone would definitely write Someone that. Someone would totally write that. Yeah. Oh my god, that's wonderful. He in, he invites everybody to his house. He he invites Ramona too. I kind of liked that. I liked that yeah. he wasn't just like tormenting Ramona. He was just like, this party's lame. Everybody want to come to my house? And he invites Ramona. She says, no, I'm staying here. I planned this party. And he says, somebody planned this? And just cuts right into her. And it's really harsh. And I, But he's just so cool. That it's He's like so cool. He knows the perfect thing to say. And everyone leaves to go to Chad Brad Bradley's Wait, house. Before they leave, I do have to question. I don't think we brought this up yet. What was so bad about this party? Right? What right? was so bad about the homecoming dance? It was totally fine. It, it was, was fine. Yeah, it was kind of like a generic homecoming. And it's just like, I guess people weren't interested in a... What's people went to Chad Brad Bradley's house. One for Chad Brad Bradley. And two for the root beer. Maybe Zach was right all along and homecoming isn't a real thing. And everybody was like, what is this thing we're at? What is happening <laughs> right now? I know what a house party is. There's also like a side comment that Ramona makes during her speech is like, yeah, so I know we lost the football game, but good news. The quarterback is now breathing again. He's going to be okay. <laughs> Ramona's so good. She's so good. Um, and, so I think they're just their spirits are very low after watching one of their peers get absolutely fucking destroyed. That's possibly, true. Yeah. No, nobody's in the mood for a party, and Ramona should have known that. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. She should have known that before she planned the party, before she knew about this injury. Yeah, the the but yeah, it's it's a completely normal, fine party. We get three minutes into it, and then Chad Brad Bradley gets up on stage and says, guess this party's dead. Want to come to my house? It's, it is. What? We've got alcohol. Weird. Yeah. The, weird. That is fair. And he has, everyone immediately goes to Chad Brad Bradley's house. That that does kind of sell it that he's like, I have al I have beer come to my house. And everybody's yeah. like beer. Yeah. We're ditching this party. Yeah. I think that's pretty much why is yeah. that like, if you're at a school event, no one's really going to give a shit. But then you bring in alcohol, yeah. and that's what high schoolers are into these days, I guess. I don't know. I don't drink. Yeah, but there's a, there's a really good moment where J Money goes to Ramona. Do you want me to stay here with you and pretend to have fun to, to try to support her? And she says, no, you can go. And immediately turns to Mankowski and Rocky and goes, she said we could go. <laughs> and then they all run out together. They run out immediately. It's so good. It's so good. I like that he goes to support Ramona, and I also like that he's so eager to leave. It's a very good, well-constructed joke. Well, I mean, if Chad Brad Bradley personally invited you over to his house, would you say no? Anything for Chad not. Brad Bradley. He's so cool. He's the coolest kid in school. <laughs> but Ramona returns home alone. She sits down. She starts cleaning the floor. And who should walk in but three fairy godmothers? 
Oh, no. In a very Cinderella-esque tableau. Indeed. So Chad Brad Bradley is like the evil stepmother? Yes. <laughs> and who is her prince? I guess the rest of the student body? I, Chad Brad her, Bradley. Her, pr- her prince is her boyfriend in Japan. <laughs> her Japanese Marius of Sexy Zone fame. <laughs> Marius of the Japanese boy band Real Sexy life Zone, celebrity yes. Marius from Sexy Zone. But uh, the fairy godmothers vow to make Ramona's wish for a good, the best homecoming ever come true. She asks for Kimmy's party planning help, um, which still is like, well, her party was fine. Her party was not the problem. <laughs> Shitty teens were the, the problem. The only weakness is yeah. that she didn't have alcohol at this school-sanctioned event. That is true, but... I, I mean, maybe I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, but they go to the next party, the... The, the the birthday party setting mm. which i think might just be the same setting just like well over. no the whole thing is they they, they the redress cafeteria. the ca- they move the oh. the birthday party to the cafeteria so it's oh, okay. there's also a very good bit in this scene where dj's like yeah we can help you out guys i mean kimmy you're a great party planner i'm a great organizer and steph and there's just a long awkward pause <laughs> steph is a mess <laughs> steph is a mess she's an assistant planner she's a professional dj she's yeah a, <laughs> she's a singer she's a singer songwriter like steph steph knows how to entertain and dj's yeah. just like and steph is also here <laughs> <laughs> steph is a mess steph is a mess, is a mess. so good mm-hmm. they all go to the the cafeteria again um and for some reason, the students think this is better. I don't know what they love well, about the fairy Well, they theme. return. We know why they left well, Chad we know why they come back. Part. I don't know why they're staying here. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> well, there's also a thing before where um, Ramona's like, whoa, how, how'd you get all this stuff here it's so quickly? And I made a joke about, well, we told the police that Chad Brad Bradley <laughs> was serving yes. alcohol to minors. <laughs> And then Steph says, we called the cops on Chad Brad Bradley's party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to mention the thing about Dakota, but yes, oh, yeah. that's also a very good bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because Dakota, 10-year-old debutante Dakota Buchanan, uh, agrees to move her party to uh, this high school cafeteria without any of her friends. There are no other 10-year-olds that's at this party true. other I... than the one that comes in later. Because in exchange for the change in location... She is given her own Prince Charming, played by who else? Max. They paid off the thing they set up. <laughs> Guys! Exactly. They paid off the thing they set up. They paid it off. It was great. And, and the A plot and the B plot are combining in the end. Like how yeah. it should work. How, like how it's supposed to work. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Guys, all the, everyone comes back because... Uh, DJ and the others put a spell on Chad Brad Bradley's house to summon the cops. <laughs> a magic spell. <laughs> <laughs> a magic spell. Ooh. Nine, they, cast one, a horrible, <laughs> they cast a horrible curse over Chad Brad Bradley called 911. <laughs> and he was forever transformed from the coolest kid in school to a guy whose party everybody left. No! But he was still the coolest kid in school because you can't be cooler than a guy named Chad Brad Bradley. For who I mean, could ever learn to don't love even try. a beast? <laughs> I think we've said it before. I really like Beauty and the Beast, um, just for any listeners out there. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're all back. And then uh, they G- decide... Gia shows up as a yes. fourth fairy godmother and she's in like a, a black, edgy fairy godmother <laughs> costume. Yeah, Gia is here as well, which is just totally yeah. out of nowhere. And Rocky is like, what are you doing here? And Gia's like, I don't know. And then they're like, moving on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> moving on. Just the way you said it. <laughs> oh, that was God. wonderful. Okay. Uh, so Kimmy gives a speech. Um, she gets everybody to applaud Ramona. Who threw this party? Although technically Kimmy threw this party, so I I think that's kind of that's that's the one thing about this episode. Like we start out with Kimmy going, "Do you need help planning the party?" And Ramona's like, "No, I can do this all on my own." And then like the end, it's like I guess the lesson was Ramona couldn't do it on her own. I, I guess, and not in a way that they're like, "You don't need to be alone. You can get help from the people who love you." But just in a like, 
I don't know. There's something that's not quite meshing for me there. But yeah, Kimmy's like, applaud Ramona who planned this party, except really I did. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here and say it's about asking for help from loved ones. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they're all on stage and they're about to play a song. Their band. Girl Talk. Girl Talk. The, the band. Though DJ made. renames it to The Godmothers with a Z at the end. Uh, because Zs are cool. Yep. I should know. Uh, my name starts with a Z and ends with a Z, and I'm like the coolest person I know. Am I right, guys? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like it's Chad Brad Bradley. <laughs> that is and the then perfect response, Harrison. <laughs> Harrison was complete. I should have gone the Harrison route and stayed completely silent. Um. No, he stayed si- No, he stayed silent. And was like, <laughs> and that was like the best response you could have. Just, that was good. That was good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, I know, I'm like the coolest person yeah. not named Chad Brad Bradley. The, um, they gear up for a song. They start, play- we were all like, what are they going to play? And then they start playing I'm a Believer. Uh, like, of course. Yeah. I remember it started playing and I was like, oh, right, of course it's this. Of course. Why, why would it be anything else? But yeah. on the other hand... Please stay away from this song. It's a bad cover of I'm a Believer. I love I'm a Believer, but it's like, leave the monkeys alone. Please. I mean, okay. Just leave them Listen, alone. Listen, I I have a bone to pick with this scene, not just because oh, yeah. well, the song well, was a bad cover. We, okay, this is another segment um, of our beloved segment that I think has been on the show once. Our beloved <laughs> segment that nobody gives a shit about, but I just rant about drums for like Zach's, five minutes. It's this is Zach's also- drum corner. Tyler, if you could put in a little theme song for Zach's Drum Corner. And for this second installment of Zach's Drum Corner, we actually have a collaboration with our other favorite segment, IMDb Trivia, or in this case, IMDb Goofs, which (laughs) sounds about right, uh, because under Goofs for this episode, it says, DJ is obviously not hitting the drums whilst playing I'm a Believer. And that is exactly my problem with this well, goddamn to, scene. To be fair, I like she sells it pretty well. Like she doesn't really look like she's playing the drums, but like the acting, she doesn't look like she's playing the drums. But then I saw her face, and now I'm a believer. Fuck you. Fuck you. I don't usually do I them see like what that. You did there. <laughs> Harrison liked it. <laughs> we never do Harrison's guitar corner. Probably because it's easier to fake that. Um, but yeah, you can obviously tell she's not playing it. <laughs> she's just like moving her arms up and down on like the same drum over and over again. And it's like not even remotely in just, time. And it's like, that's not the right things that you're supposed to be hitting to make a beat. But that's, it, we're going to, we'll save it for the after show. The, we're having an after show. The, apparently, No, we're not. This has, but, been the, uh, this has been the end of Zach's drum corner. Yeah, the Zach's drum go- corner goes as long as they'll allow me to before someone inevitably cuts me off. Anyway, guys, Chad Brad Bradley shows up. I the know. coolest kid He's in school. Back. He's back. And he like he like props to you, Ramona. You threw a fun party. Do you want to dance? And she's like, No, I have this Japanese boyfriend in a pop band. And he says, you could have just from the band. His name, is, his name is Marius. He's from the band Sexy Zone. He lives in Japan. And and Chad Bradley goes, oh, you could have just said no, which is fun. That's a it's, yeah, it's, that a, it's a, joke, yeah. it's a standby joke, but it's fun. Also, I did kind of want her to like lift up her phone to like, no, no, this is completely real. Look, this is him. Yeah. But <laughs> also, but also, if you have the chance, I understand Marius Yo is an international uh, an international an superstar from Japan, from the band Sexy Zone. But when you have the choice between this, like, Japanese guy or Chad Brad Bradley, the coolest I, kid in school. Oh, it's hard to deny him. <laughs> you can't, you gotta break up with your boyfriend for Chad Brad Bradley. Well, she does say, like, one dance won't hurt, and then she and right. Chad Brad Bradley dance. Also, uh, Jay Money and Rocky dance together. Jay Money yeah. starts dancing and he looks like a real idiot, and then she takes him to yes. start like really dancing. It's great. Yeah. Um, and they know who Jay Money is. Of course, he dances like an idiot. Um, yeah. Yes. And then finally, who should come in when the clock strikes midnight? But Steve, not holding Ooh. any fruit because there are zero days left. That's true. That's it right. strikes midnight and he kisses DJ because they're officially dating. 
he pulls her away while they're playing the song so there's just no drums for a bit which is honestly better than yeah. what they were doing <laughs> welcome back to the encore of zach's drum corner i'm gonna keep ranting about drums until someone stops me. i just i think it's a good i think it's a good payoff to that it's nice it's Emotion. It's heartfelt. Everything has a nice emotional payoff. J Money and Rocky dancing together. Ramona succeeded in her party. It's all. It's all great. Everything. This episode was like a good episode. This is what most of these episodes should be. Yeah. 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 Um. And that's that's, that's the end of this. That's the end of the episode. Yes, that's the end of the episode. But with the end of one. Uh, segment our recap segment brings the beginning of a new segment you know what they say when one segment ends another opens oh god indeed <laughs> and it's time for our favorite segment sad boy of the week yay. yay tyler can you add in like an applause track after that thank you so i'm gonna be honest here i don't think anybody really stood out to i have I, think I have one i have one nominee yeah. Okay. Everyone, uh, yeah. Uh, my nominee is Ramona. Oh yeah. Oh, that's actually not what I was thinking of. But yeah, yeah, she definitely. That's works. not a bad choice. Yeah, that's that's a legitimately good choice. My choice was Mankowski. Ma- oh, Man- Mankowski. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Mankowski Oof. as well. Uh, I think. Are we good with those two choices? <laughs> Do we want to go Steph as well? I. I don't think just give her the knowledge. Did she get, did she very, get shit on a little bit? In she gets shit on a little bit. I don't think she's the thing is I don't think she's like active enough. She's yeah, very good in this episode, but I just don't think she does enough to like really stand out. She's very good in this episode. Yeah. All right, though. I think I'm yeah. fine with just those two at this point. Yeah. So, uh, Mankowski stops by, uh, asks DJ to his homecoming. DJ, a full adult woman, to his homecoming. Uh, she tells him no, but he doesn't seem to really understand that. Um, then he r- completely redeems and changes his character by saying, Ugh, I, I wish I could skip, but DJ really wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. Again, it's just that thing of when he's talking about it to other people rather than coming on to DJ. Um, he tells Jay Money, you know, one day I could be your dad. Don't you love when you tell your friend that? <laughs> don't you? Don't you love when you just tell your friend that kind of thing? Completely don't you ordinary. Just love when your best friend becomes your dad. <laughs> oh my god! I I like the I like the phrase the phrasing of that makes it seem like oh what it, what a what a silly mistake like oops I'm your dad now. <laughs> <laughs> oops! Uh, oops! Guess I'm your father now. Guess I'm your Yoda father. Bed, son, wanna play catch? <laughs> but um, uh, at prom, uh, Minkowski, or as Tyler suggests we bring up, as the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences calls him, Mank. Um, mm, yes. Very good. Very good. Indeed. Minkowski yeah. Mank. uh, Mank- wears one of those Tux t-shirt things to prom. Oh God, you're right. He does. Did we that. did did we mention that he's yeah, wearing one did. of those? I think tux we did. Yeah. yeah, I noticed that right at the beginning. Yep. He's like, oh, he's wearing one of those tuxedo T-shirts, which is just so great for the. It fits this character perfectly. Yeah. I understand why there's always one character who's doing it, but has anybody in real life ever worn one of those to an actual uh, event? I feel like there's at least one class clown. Yeah. Who does that? Yeah, I mean, Probably, it, it yeah. feels like when I think about it, like it feels more of a thing like a rebel kid would do. Not so much a like, oh, no, I'm just goofy. And someone who's like, fuck the system. I'm not conforming to your things. I'm going to be at homecoming, but I'm going to wear a fucking T-shirt with the tux on it, man. <laughs> I think I say that because I think Hyde wears one of those in an episode of That 70s Show. But and he's also he's heartbroken because DJ stood him up. I'd also like to imagine that Mankowski in this episode wears the tuxedo t-shirt because he doesn't have a suit at home. That's true. And 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 most people will rent a tux, but yeah. He he definitely does not have any any nice clothing at home. Oh yeah. Um but J Money reminds him DJ doesn't have your number and suddenly our good stupid boy um is like, "Oh, so there is a chance. Great." Yeah. Um, 
And then later he comes up to DJ again when when DJ's at the party after it's become fairy tale themed. He like mentions he he talks to her again and comes on to her again. And DJ says, like, you know, next time, maybe don't do this. And he goes, so there's going to be a next time. So, like, it's just this back and forth between the two of them, this will they won't they energy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean. I think they've been, you know, building up this smoke between the first three seasons of like, is DJ going to be with Matt? Is she going to be with Steve? Which I, it's really all to distract us from the true, uh, the true OTP, which is Dijkowski. I was going to say <laughs> Mankowski DJ. Mankowski DJ. Mankowski DJ. Oh, I love that. Mankowski DJ. Mankowski DJ. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we thought the will they won't they relationship was DJ, but it's actually. Mankowski J. <laughs> oh God, that oh, name is God. so terrible, and I love it. Uh, so, so on cursed. the note of Mankowski J, so I think we're gonna. <laughs> that's his well, we'll, case. Okay, oh, yeah, that's yes. his case. That's his case. And then we have Ramona. Yeah, Ramona. Ramona has become so desensitized to her mother's shit that now she knows to no longer ask questions. <laughs> She's very gleefully planning the best homecoming ever. Um, which uh, she's also she's informed at one point by Kimmy that um, one party planning runs in the Gibbler family, but two female pattern baldness runs in the Gibbler family. Ramona is concerned, but Kimmy assures her, "Oh, don't worry, it skips a generation, so I'm oh. fine." Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, poor no. Ramona! Poor Ramona! How will Marius of the band Sexy Zone react to this? <laughs> I know. How will, how will Marius of the band Sexy Zone react to this news? <laughs> um, Ramona tries to get everybody up and dancing and moving with a real camp counselor RA speech. I just really love that. She gleefully informs everybody he's conscious. He's breathing again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really love Ramona in that moment. It feels so in character, but so fun and so sad. Um, She starts dancing alone because no one will dance with her. Everybody leaves uh, and she's forced to call upon the three worst fairy godmothers (laughs) who do grant her wish. I say that they're not. I say that because they're not really magic. Well, right, of course. Well, they do cast a magical spell at the end of the episode. Yes. Uh, Agio Police. <laughs> Agio Police. Um, I haven't seen Harry Potter either. I don't know if that's how you, I don't know if that's how you do it, but. Zach, yeah, yes, audience, you should know that Zach has not seen Harry Potter, but he has seen all of the very Potter musicals. <laughs> really just outing me like yeah. that. Oh boy. I, I will say, I watched them at Mark's suggestion. Yeah, I'm not, I, those are good. I'm not saying. You're bad. I just think it's a funny part of the fact. Yeah, it is a fun fact. Um, and also, in case anyone was like, he doesn't know Harry Potter. How does he know Accio? Yeah. Um, I feel like people. It's not uncommon for people to know like some of the yeah, what's on the some of like are. the more common spells. Sure, sure, sure. I'm I'm just saying. Anyway, Ramona. She also completely changes into a new dress. Yes. Um, to better fit the fairy tale theme, I guess. I guess. Um. She has to let um, two 10-year-olds into her birthday party. Or not, into her homecoming party. Um, but And yeah, she, she ends up sort of on top. But also, um, she's given credit for a party she did not plan. Nope. Which I think is, is part of it. I, I really like the, the, her RA energy here. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, those are the cases. Okay. I'm kind of conflicted on this one because it's like, uh, it's like, do I want to go for the serious pick or do I want to go for the memes? That is a good question. To meme or not to meme? Oh, no. It's not even like that. I mean, like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, man, this is hard. But for like two seconds, because then I realize I always go for the meme. So I will Mm. therefore be voting Mankowski. Mm. I just think it's the perfect cherry on top of like his complete transformation, his beautiful metamorphosis from just a creepy dude to a beautiful, yeah. beautiful, sad man. Like, okay, I so I think you could give it to Ramona. Yeah. Um, I think it makes sense. I think her planning this somehow, for some reason, disastrous party <laughs> um, and giving a big, excited speech 
feels like enough. But in recounting it, and she has more to do, there's more variety to her and what she goes through here. But I felt like recounting it, Mankowski was a little funnier. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go with Mankowski as well. It's more like intensity versus The memes variety. have become victorious. Yeah, Mankowski's the win. Here. Okay, so that's Mankowski. Yes, so. I, uh, I think that's his first sad boy win, I think. Because I don't think we've ever even thought about considering no, no, him. No, no, no. I think, yeah, just last time he we, we did consider it, but he was too pathetic. Or too creepy. I think he was rather. too creepy, yeah. He was too right, creepy. he was too creepy, and we didn't want to reward the yeah. creepy. Yeah, we didn't want to This time, he's creepy, but in a fun way. Yeah. And we can reward creepy in a fun way. He, he, he gets it. So, yeah. Zach, you want to take us home? Sure thing. So, that's going to be it for another episode of the Fullest House Podcast. If you liked what you just listened to, feel free to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fullest House Pod. Once again, I'm Zach Horowitz. I'm Mark Green. And I'm Harrison Bloom. And until next time, may your houses be fuller, and may your CBBs be DTF. <laughs> <laughs>